You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome back to another episode of Take a Bow, everyone. I'm Cindy Lucas. And I'm Eli Tokash. Happy Pride! We wanted to finish Pride Month with a celebration episode of the LGBTQIA plus community. And in that, we brought... Caitlin Kinnanen, who played Emma in The Prom, the musical. She was also in Bridges of Madison County, Spring Awakening, and was also in a couple readings of Fun Home. We were so excited to talk to her about her historical performance in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, her time in the prom, her time being a kid actor, and so much more. So, without further ado, Caitlin, take it away. Oh my goodness, guys. Welcome back. (laughs) This is going to be a good one. Our guest today made history in The Prom on Broadway, for which she was nominated for a Tony Award for her engrossing, brave, and heart-wrenching portrayal of Emma, a lesbian teenager who faced backlash for wanting to bring her girlfriend to the school prom. We are so thrilled to have her on. She is as authentic, humble, genuine, and kind as she is talented, and boy, is she talented. Everyone, welcome the outstanding Caitlin Kinnanen. Those were some very kind words. Thank you so much. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I have so much to live up to now. (laughs) No pressure. I'm just going to let people down. Can't wait. (laughs) Caitlin, we're so excited to have you on. Thank you for doing this. I'm truly so excited to be here with both of you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, Caitlin, you have been in multiple Broadway shows. You have been in Spring, Spring Awakening. Yep. Bridges of Madison County mm-hmm. and The Prom. Yes. You were in Spring Awakening in 2008. Is that right? Yes. That is when I moved to New York and made my Broadway debut, which is So you, you were 16, right? I was, yes. That wow. is so young. Yeah, I was a baby. It was a lot. But, you know, you did the same thing. You were on Broadway very young. You get it. It's hard. It's weird. But we love it. So we <laughs> I <do>. get it. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's so much fun. So you, you know what it's like to transition from a child actor on Broadway to an adult actor on Broadway, which is really cool. How did being on Broadway, how did that come about for you? Can you just like, give us a brief rundown (laughs) of how you a 16 year old teenager landed a role on Broadway? Yeah, um, it was kind of a, a weird roundabout way. It was very unexpected. Um, and it was crazy. Um, so I grew up outside of Seattle and I grew up doing theater. I've been doing theater since I was three years old. Um, I did a bunch of like community theater and kids programs and all of that jazz. And then when I was 11, I made my professional debut in Annie as most young ladies do. Um, and so I did that and I was working professionally in Seattle from like 11 to 15. And when I was 15, I went to an open call for the national tour of spring awakening. I was like, I'll go to this. All my friends are going, let's see what this is about. So I went to that and I ended up getting three callbacks in New York Um, The first one was insane because they called on a Thursday and they were like Thursday night at like 8 p.m. And they were like, 
hey, so um, can you be in New York uh, for a callback on Saturday morning? Oh, my God. And my mom was like, um, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, so we flew the next day to New York. It was the first time I had ever gone to New York. Um, and I had my first callback for it. And then I proceeded to go back two more times. Um, and at the end of all of that, they called and they said, hey, so you're actually too young to go on tour. Um, there are states where it is illegal to perform this content underage. So it's a no for you, but we want you to be in the Broadway company. And I was like, that's such a bad <laughs> trade-off. Um, and I was like, oh my God, that's insane. Um, but at that point, uh, Remy Zakin, who was playing the role that I went in for, she was still in the show and still playing it. So they were like, hey, just hang out. We'll call you when we want you to be in the show. And six months later, they called and said, hey, can you be here in two weeks to start rehearsals? So wow. in like June of 2008, I moved to New York with my mom, leaving my dad and my sister back in Seattle. Um, and we moved across the country and about a month later, I made my Broadway debut and it that's, was crazy. What, what I, a Broadway debut. That's so special. Right. And what it's a crazy. cool story. How you I guess twist to my arm. Of, I, yeah. guess I, I, was like, Broadway. Oh, I guess I'll make my Broadway debut. <laughs> like, what? It's insane. So they told you six months before they like yeah. called you to do the show. Yeah. Were you so getting they, like super antsy? I think subconsciously yes i think in like my like 16 year old brain i was like i'm fine i'm cool i've got this and i'm sure my parents would say otherwise i'm sure they'd be like oh no she was insane (laughs) um so yeah it was definitely like nerve-wracking and weird and like probably one of the scariest things i've ever done I can't even imagine making my Broadway debut as a teen. I felt like when I was young, I was so fearless and I could like yeah. do it. I was like such a superhero. I can't even imagine making my Broadway debut as a teenager. That takes so much courage. Yeah, it definitely was this weird, weird thing because it's also like I had grown up in theater and in Seattle, like the Seattle theater community is amazing. And there are so many opportunities and so many wonderful theaters to work at. And it's just like a giant family. And so leaving that giant family and coming into the Broadway community, which is now family, but at that point was like terrifying and new. And I didn't know anyone. I didn't know how it worked. It was just so overwhelming. And like to be in a new place without my friends, with half of my family, it was, it was a lot. And like, it was, of course, everything like, that was my dream. Like, I wanted to do this. I thought being on Broadway would be the best thing ever. And then to get there and have it be like, so scary and stressful was overwhelming. But you know, we got through it. We did it. And now it's the best. You're right. It takes a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. Insane amount of sacrifice. But it's so rewarding if you love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did you stay in New York? I did. Yeah. So I did Spring Awakening for the last six months of the original run of the show. And so at that point, when the show closed, I had turned 17. And I was like, I could go back to Washington. But at this point, I'm a 17 year old with my equity card. And no local theaters are going to want to hire me because they can get kids who don't want to make equity minimum um and so we had this uh family discussion with like me my mom and my dad and my sister and we were like what would it mean if we if I stayed and so we decided like that was the best option to see what happened and so I stayed and I saw what happened and it's worked out pretty well it has worked out pretty well pretty (laughs) well it's like it's been it's so funny because I feel like people look at they look at actors resumes and they see all of these roles and they're like oh my gosh you've worked so much you've done so much look at all these cool roles and like they don't see the years in between those projects and the like time and effort and commitment and tears and blood and sweat and everything that goes in between those things so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah decided to stay and work and it worked out but it's been hard and worth it and a lot but absolutely it's, it's know your it's, family yeah, exactly. They have the best family. God bless them. <laughs> it's definitely, it's very grueling, but it's so much fun. It is. So worth it. So, kind of going off of that, as we've established, you started out as a child actor on Broadway. 
And then you've worked your way into a super successful adult actor on Broadway. And you recently finished your run in The Prom, which got you a Tony Award nomination, which we will talk about that in a sec. But what was the transition like from going to a, a child actor on Broadway to an adult actor on Broadway? That's such an interesting question because I've never actually thought about it. You mm. know, I've never like laid out the roadmap of my life and said, okay, well, this is when the change happened. And this is when all mm. of a sudden I was an adult. I think, and a lot of this comes from just the prom itself and what I learned playing Emma. I have confidence now. I have self-confidence and self-worth and I know what I am worth you know, and that is spiritually, emotionally, physically, monetarily. And I think that's the difference between being a child actor and adult actor is I can walk into a room now and say, no, I belong here. I am meant to be here. This is the right thing. Whereas when I was a quote unquote child actor, it was all like, well, I'm supposed to be here. Is this the right place? Is this the right thing for me to be doing? Can you guys tell me what you need me to do? Because I'm not sure. Do I need to go here? Do I need to go there? It was all of these questions. And now I feel more comfortable in saying like, no, this is who I am. And if you want me, great. If not, I'm gonna go do something else because I'm awesome. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, and that truly was like, that is a lesson that I have worked on (laughs) for the last like five years being a part of the prom and figuring out what all of that means to me. That is so beautiful. Knowing what you know now and experiencing what you have experienced, would you have anything to say to your 16 year old self? So many things. (laughs) Um, Don't we all? Um, No, I think the main thing I would tell my 16-year-old self is just calm down. Breathe more. You're going to be okay. I think 16-year-old Caitlin was just so worried about everything, whether that was at the forefront of my mind or subconsciously. It was just constant anxiety and worry. And I still have that now. Definitely still a thing. (laughs) But I'm able to say, like, no, take a step back and look at the big picture. Yeah. So, sure. and taking care of yourself is so important in the business. And that's so something important. you have been so open about, which thank you so much. <laughs> we need more people like you. Yes. It's, yeah. um, it's interesting because like, especially now in this day and age with social media being what it is, everyone presents their best selves Mm. everyone is always on everyone is always like makeup done hair done outfit perfect look at this event I went to look at this opening I was at look at this interview I did all of these like quote unquote perfect things and it's so important to me to show like yes I'm an actress I do those things but also I'm a human being and I struggle and live with and thrive with human emotions Mm -hmm. and it's okay to talk about those because a lot of people deal with things absolutely and like you're such an amazing role model yeah (laughs) wow i try really hard to be what i would have wanted to look up to when i was younger and i've been put in this really cool position where there are people who look up to me now there are people who have seen my work in prom and say oh my gosh look at caitlin go and so i feel a huge responsibility to be the like model of look at caitlin go and thrive and be honest and i just think it's important to inspire that honesty and vulnerability in others because that's empathy is key and being a human being is hard and so let's talk about it yeah Yeah. Going off of what you just said, did you have any memorable moments that like- That's my favorite question. (laughs) So many. It still is happening. It's I call prom the gift that keeps giving because just when you think things have calmed down and it's fine, the show is closed, we're all moving on. No, (laughs) it keeps going and it keeps giving and just so many more incredible, amazing stories keep coming out of it. I get so many messages on Instagram and I got so many letters at the stage door and like meeting people at the stage door just saying that they felt seen and heard and represented and how much that meant to them. I think my favorite like stage door story is that there was one, they must have been like 12 to 15 years old and they came and saw the show 
and I was stage dooring and they put their hands on my shoulders and they said, my mom is right behind me. She doesn't know I'm gay, but I am. I don't know when I'm going to tell her, but thank you for what you've done. And I just like, that to me is why it's so important that it's like, there's no time limit on when you can come out. There's no time limit on like, oh, well, I have to decide my sexuality now. And it was so cool to be able to see all of these kids and young adults come and say, oh, I'm figuring this out and I'm working on it. And you're giving me confidence to like talk about it. And that's great. And so that one just hit me so hard that like their mom was right behind them. And (laughs) they had the courage to say that to me and come out to me when they hadn't come out to their parent yet. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there are so, so many stories like that that are just heart-wrenching and touching and beautiful. I just got a message on Instagram two nights ago that was a very similar, like, I'm trying to figure myself out and you're giving me the confidence to do that. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm doing that, but okay. <laughs> you're, you're doing it by just being open about it, by being yeah. open about your own journey. Yeah, exactly. It's, thank you. And also you were in the prom, but you did a benefit reading of Fun Home at the New York's Plaza yes. Jewish Community Chapel and you played Medium Allison. Yeah, I did. I, oh, can you tell me a little bit more about how that came about I really wish I could have seen it it was crazy because like the way it came about felt so simple I just got an email from the producer and was like hey Jen Colella's doing this do you want to join and I was like (laughs) heck yeah I want to (laughs) join you know and like that was that and that was it and I got to do the show and it was cool because it was actually not a bookend in any way because life is still going and it's fine I had done a production of Fun Home summer of 2018 yes that's the year it was wow what time i don't even right it's it doesn't exist no but i did a production in 2018 up at weston playhouse in vermont and at that point i identified as a straight woman and i was playing medium allison and a lot of things were lost on me and it just it was a completely different experience and i had different connections with the show and it meant different things to me and then getting to do it again this winter was so cool even in a year and a half i'm such a completely different person than I was the last time I did it and so getting to revisit it as the out by woman I am now having that new confidence that prom really instilled in me it was just so cool to be able to like visit it again and be a part of it again that's like a full circle moment right there. exactly that's like the universe being like check good job the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keep for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand with kizik hands free shoes motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The universe You're doing like, a good we job. Got we got you. So... It was fun. It was fun. It's such a good show. You know that. <laughs> yeah, it it, it is. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. Piece. <laughs> you have type one diabetes, right? I do. Yes, you are correct. Talk about like how it is to perform with. 
it's interesting because I've had it now for 20 years. It's always this weird combination of completely second nature and just so ingrained in my life that it is an everyday thing and it's totally normal and I don't worry about it. And then there are some days where it is the biggest disaster that has ever happened. And I'm like backstage chugging juice boxes and eating fruit snacks. Like my life depends on it because it literally does. (laughs) Um, And so it's weird because like most of the time it's like it doesn't even exist. And then the rest of the time it's like, oh no, this is actually a life-threatening illness that I do live with. Mm-hmm. Great. But I don't know. It's, it's a part of me. And I've figured out ways to make it work for me. Being an actor is hard already. And then you add something like that on top of it, where it, I just it, it takes a lot more pre-planning. Whenever I do a show during the rehearsal process, I'll have a meeting with the stage managers and I'll say, hey, this is what you got to know. I print out a sheet that has all of the steps involved. If like something were to happen, these are the steps you need to take. These are the people you need to call. Here's an action plan. There's a thing called glucagon, which is essentially just a ton of sugar that if I ever go into diabetic shock where my blood sugar has gone too low, you inject the glucagon. And so I'll bring like an old glucagon and a piece of fruit and I'll like make all of them practice on the fruit to be like, okay, if this happens, you got to give me a shot. Here's how to do it. So we'll have that day during rehearsals. And then when we move into the theater, I pick out spots that I can hide juice boxes or fruit snacks, Mm. um, an extra glucometer, which is what I would use to check my blood sugar. I'll hide those backstage. I hide them on set pieces. I hide them in costumes. I hide them everywhere just in case because you never know. And prom was really cool because one of the things that has changed drastically in the world of diabetes since I was diagnosed with it is that technology has changed vastly. Mm. And um, I have a device now that monitors my blood sugar 24-7 without having to prick my fingers. It's Mm. called a CGM, which is Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. I have a Dexcom. There are other brands, but the Dexcom makes it so you can share your data with other people. So my stage Uh managers at prom were all angels and they downloaded the share app. So during the show, they could all have access to like, see what my blood sugar was. And I could say like, Hey, I'm feeling low. Can you check it really quickly? And they'd be able to like, say, now you're fine. You're good. You're just feeling weird. (laughs) Oh, that is so smart. Yeah, it's cool how far it's come. And even since prom closed, it used to be that it was on my, I had the insulin pump, which would deliver the insulin. And then I had the separate app for Dexcom that was on my phone. So I had to have my phone waiting for me off stage, like in the wings. And then I had my pump on me. But now I have an insulin pump that is both the CGM and the pump combined into one device. So I will now be able to leave my phone in my dressing room when I'm on stage, which for most people is like, yeah, that's what. It's like normal. <laughs> and for me, I'm like, no, that's huge. I don't have to have yeah. it with me everywhere. So yeah, that just wow. takes a little more planning. That's, that's a Yeah, that's an insane amount of planning and something that yeah. I would would have been like so normal for someone like me. You never know what someone else is going through. And yes. also, first of all, it takes a lot to manage your physical and mental health when you're in a Broadway show. Me personally, I don't have any pre-existing uh, that I know of. any any pre-existing health issues but I can't imagine how much time and effort and also courage it would take to go on every single night and take care of your mental health and take care of your physical health and do a a, well I want to be a kick a kick arse job I want to be like family (laughs) friendly but a a kick arse job on this beautiful and challenging and heart-wrenching musical that takes a lot of mind you she never leaves the stage she rarely is off the stage she's the lead (laughs) that's why they were hidden in the set yeah (laughs) it's crazy but like that's the thing and that's what i try to tell the other people is that you never know what other people are dealing with and going through and experiencing so you can never put judgment on them because you you just don't know You know, there are so many aspects of being a human being. So, yeah, and there's a lot that goes into being an actor that the public just doesn't see and doesn't understand. And so I try to 
bring some light to it. That's really, that's awesome. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to just like we say, open, give you a peek behind the curtains of what life is truly like for an actor. And like you said, a lot of people only show their best self on their social media and Mm -hmm. you refuse to live by that. And that's awesome. And I think that's really important to not only destigmatize stuff, but also deglorify stuff. You know what I mean? Exactly. So good job. I I applaud you. Yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) incredible. You've been giving this incredible platform and you have so much to advocate for. You're just so inspiring and it's wow. Like you don't realize. Part of it is I have been given this incredible platform and I do deal with a lot of stuff in my personal life. And it's like, how can I advocate for myself as a human being while also being an actor and what is that balance and what's the work-life balance and what is like how can we make those two worlds thrive together has been really important to me yes totally 100 percent okay basis thanksgiving day parade yes oh my god yes (laughs) performed and at the end of the performance the first same-sex kiss in the parade's entire century of existence took place Yes, and when that happened, by the way, I jumped off the couch with my entire family and we yes. cheered. We were so happy. It was Thank such you. a huge moment in history and such an impactful win for the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. Were you nervous at all for that or nervous for like the backlash you might get for that? Because there's still way too many uneducated uh, people. Or were you like, yeah, this is happening. Love is love. And anyone who has a problem with it can go crawl in a hole. Yeah. I mean, some of my own ignorance came into play because like, I didn't know that that hadn't happened on the parade before. I was completely unaware because love is love, whatever. It doesn't matter. Both Izzy, the woman who played Alyssa, who's Emma's girlfriend in the show, we went into it and we were like, yeah, we're just doing this number. It's awesome. It's great. And it wasn't until we got to the rehearsal at Macy's the Monday before that our director, Casey Nicola, was like, you know, this is the first time this has happened, right? And we were both, oh my God. And that hit us and we were like, oh, okay, this is huge. The true weight of what we were doing hit us because before it was just, oh my gosh, we get to be on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's incredible. It's so exciting to like bring our show to that. And then it just added this other level of, oh no, this is important that we're doing this and honestly it was just like pushing through and getting to the end because we're so exhausted and it's so early and it's so cold and it's it's tv you have the audience who's there but then you just have cameras in your face so you don't even think about oh my god millions of people are watching this that's not in your brain or at least it wasn't in mine and so then to like do it and then get back to the theater and then start to like slowly see all of the hate that mm-hmm. came back at us. It was a lot. But what was so cool about it was that for all of the hate and backlash and unacceptance <laughs> of us, we got 10 times the amount of love and support and acceptance and joy and the people who were reaching out saying like, oh my God, my family saw that and we all cheered. This is what families look like. Thank you for showing that. We feel seen and represented and it's so cool. And I just, I applaud Macy's for doing that and saying like, no, you keep that kiss in. Our team was so afraid that they would come and see the finale and say like, okay, you can do the finale, but you can't do the kiss. Mm -hmm. And Macy's zoomed in on it, you know? Yes! Way to go, Macy's. That's incredible. And so it really just became such a beacon of love and hope and it was such an amazing experience and such a cool moment of history to be Mm -hmm. a part of that's Mm -hmm. one of those moments where I just go like what is my life I got to do that and like represent people and that's awesome absolutely you're you're not just making history in in that way you you know, queer people have worked in the Broadway industry and the theater industry for so long. And yeah. yet it wasn't until very, very recently that shows started revolving around mm-hmm. queer people. You've been in at least two of them. You've been in the prom. You've been in fun <laughs> yeah. home. I, you were quite literally making history in that yeah. way. Yeah. And I think it's it's just the beginning. More people need to be telling these stories and they matter and they need to be heard. And I just, I encourage anyone out there who is in a position where they can make that change happen, 
do it, you know? Tell yes. these stories, make these voices heard, keep going. When you talked about how, um, how uh, was it the director said that it was the first? Yeah. So when you talked about that, I got chills immediately. Yeah. Well, we can't not talk about the Tony Awards. Yeah, that was the second. That was the second <laughs> thing that I got to do. Was one of okay. Your yeah. So, oh my gosh, like what a crazy time! I just saw. I think you posted something on your Instagram the other day of your reaction, like one year ago. Yes. This happened, and I was like, oh my god, what a feeling! Talk about yeah. that. Just so many tears. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite pictures that I'll have ever. It's just for those of you listening, it's just an ugly, ugly cry face. Um, <laughs> it's really something special. But no, it, it'll be interesting, Sydney, to like hear your experience as well, because you have also gone through this. It is so much unintentional weight is put upon us when we start these shows. And people come and see them and they casually say, oh my God, you're totally going to get it nominated for a Tony Prize. Yeah. So good. You know, which to them is a compliment. And I accept that compliment. And I'm like, thank you so much. But that slowly for me and my brain slowly starts to add up and build upon each other. And then I start thinking like, oh, if I don't get nominated for a Tony, I'm going to let a lot of people down yeah, and they're going to hate me. None of that is true. No one holds that you accountable for that. Like, no. But in my mind, that's how I felt. And I was like, I'll let my producers down. I'll let my friends down. I'll let all of these people down Aww. if I don't get nominated. And so getting nominated that morning was such a huge relief. You know, mm. for the first time in literally months, I felt like I could breathe. And I felt like I could take huge deep breaths for once. Little did I know that the next month of my life would be the craziest it's oh ever my God. been. It's a dream come true. And it's happiness and it's anxiety. And it's all of these things mm. wrapped into one. And it's just such a culmination of everything and it's so special and incredible and it's it's everything it's everything it's everything yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go it really is everything all of the emotions yeah we work so hard and to have mm. that small token of like oh people have seen it and appreciate the work that you've done here you go it just it's incredible and at the same time it's so weird because like you don't want to care about those things you don't want to care about like awards and you want to say oh they don't matter but at the same time your five-year-old self is like oh my god I just got nominated for a Tony this is everything I've ever dreamed of you know Aww. it's this weird balance of they don't matter and they don't prove your worth yet at the same time you want them so badly you know yeah. it's very it's very strange and tangled and it's a web of so true. emotions yeah and, you know, maybe because I was I was pretty young when I got nominated for a Tony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was 11 when I got nominated for a Tony. And part of me, because like I was casually. so young. <laughs> yeah. I was 11, whatever. <laughs> I think I was pretty confident. Maybe I didn't feel the pressure as much because I was a little kid. And, you know, yeah. people don't expect that of of little kids to get nominated for a Tony. So I, was, I wanted it so bad. Part of me was like, you know, if it you know, if it doesn't happen, I'm 11. Exactly. Um, but if it does, I'm 11. <laughs> <laughs> it goes amazingly both ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the I have to imagine, because as a child performer, there are laws in place of how many hours you can work, what they can require of you, what they can ask you to do. I, I think it would be interesting if they applied those same rules to adults because Tony season is insane and there was Dude. a stretch of about three months while we were doing the show that I didn't have a day off. You know, all of my days off and all of like the daytimes before the shows were used for press events. Yes. Which is, it's part of our job. It's what we do. But like the amount of time and energy that goes into that, that is the job. And then you get to go and do the show at night and it's like, oh my God, I can just relax now. You know, the 100%. fact that the show becomes the least stressful part and it's all of the other things that are added on top of it that are work is crazy to me. So Tony season is just non-stop it's non-stop and no I feel you because I also did eight shows a week and I was trying to balance school on top yeah. of that and trying to be a kid I, I pretty much cut off all socializing yeah. and I forced myself to stop being a kid for a second and take a nap before your second show yeah. of the day 
also aren't the nominations on a Tuesday and then you have to go into or yes. maybe a Monday and then you have to go into Tuesday they come out it, on a then they changed it this year but of course COVID-19 right. is happening so it wasn't the change was not implemented but up until this year the way it would work is that the nominations come out on a Tuesday and then the next day which is a Wednesday you go and do the first press junket from like 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. and then you have to go and do two shows dude I can't believe I can't believe that why can't they just it's do it on horrible. a Thursday and of course <laughs> this year they were like oh we could change that yeah that's fine I'm like yeah thank god <laughs> oh my gosh no I remember I remember that day so vividly I was so excited and I was so grateful but then I was like I have to do two shows right <laughs> It's crazy. I have a lot of habits that help me stay calm and cool and collected as much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...much as possible during shows, and one of them is that I get to the theater ungodly early. You know, like... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, when you're doing a show, if the show is at 8 p.m., you have to be at the theater at 7.30, which mm. is what's called half hour. So you have to be at the theater half an hour before whatever the time of the show is. I, as the person I am, I'm like, well, I'm going to be there two hours before the show starts, <laughs> you know? And so for me, that day was even more stressful because I'm like, okay, I have to be able to like, do all of these things during the press junkets because if I don't do them now, I'll have to go to the theater late and then I'll be late and then I'll not have the time to like do all of the things I do before the show. And so it was just like another <laughs> element of stress where it was, okay, time is ticking. Time's ticking. I gotta go and take this makeup off so I can put new makeup on and warm up and do all of that thing and then do two shows. And cool boy, it's a lot. Worth it. Oh boy. I went to the yeah. same school as Sydney when that whole time was happening with her nominations. And I remember when that happened, there was a whole month that like Sydney was yeah. nowhere to be found in school. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. The poor girl was like always doing interviews and yeah. never could like rest doing eight shows, you know, it's yep. crazy. So I applaud you guys. And that's something it's where insane. the public never sees what goes into it. They only see the shiny interviews come out, the fancy mm -hmm. photos. They don't see the hours of work that go right. into each of those things. But I and couldn't you know imagine because you're just running on adrenaline. And there were days where there would be like three different events that we had to go to and then do a show. And then you would think like, okay, well, it's my day off. Oh, no, another one came down the pipeline. Nope. It is not a day off anymore. I got to go sing on this TV show. Great. Mm. Oh. You know, it's insane, like, but like, like so magical. They're like, oh, you don't have anything to do. Here, <laughs> <laughs> we're not like bashing it in any way no, um cause it's because it's so it's the most amazing experience and, exactly like, it's truly magical and a whirlwind and so freaking cool it just also is so freaking hard uh -huh. but it's what we love to do and it's worth it and a challenge accepted Lays challenge on me. accepted i've got this it's the most exciting parts of our life and also the most stressful. Yeah. But it balance. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My Tony day was ridiculous. Oh, their insanity. Dude. <laughs> it's like talk about like the day after the Tony nominations being crazy. No, the day of the Tonys is insanity. Insanity. My day went like, and I'm sure yours was exactly the same, but you get up. You go to your theater and I, you get up at like six in the morning. You go yes. to your theater. You're there by like 7 a.m. to get into costume 
to then be put on a bus to drive to Radio City to then do a run through mm-hmm. of the Tony Awards. <laughs> Changing costumes, because when we did it, I had two costume changes within the Tonys. Mm-hmm. And so then we do that. You then come back to the theater. You get out of your costume. You then have like half an hour, again, because I'm a crazy person and like to be there two hours early. I had half an hour to go and take a nap. And then you go back to your theater. You put your makeup on again. You put on your costume again. You do a matinee. And then after the matinee, you have 20 minutes to get ready for the Tonys. And then you go and you drive to the Tony Awards and you do the red carpet. And then guided to your seat. And I sat in my seat for maybe 10 minutes. Mm, And then they pulled me out of my seat to go do the opening number and then our show's number. And so I was backstage in costume until 10 minutes before my category. And then they brought me back out to the audience and I sat down for my category. I was only in my seat half an hour (laughs) of the entire tony awards and it's just it's an insane day it's so long (laughs) it's so long luckily fun home was smart and they didn't have us do a matinee oh my god thank you producers of fun home thank you producers of fun home but my brother jake who was in a king and i at the time who was also in in the tony awards the same time as me they had their three hour show i don't know how kelly o'hara did it they no. had to do an entire three hour I truly matinee. don't know how any of us do it, but somehow I don't we know. all show up and we're like, oh my God, how are you? Are you good? Are you excited? <laughs> we're all excited. Let's do it. It must be like pure adrenaline just like coursing through our veins that makes us function Facts. at all at that point. It's oh, insanity. I was in a haze the entire time. <laughs> yes. I don't even remember. Was, I truly was in yeah, a yeah, haze. Yeah. One of my... Um, favorite like pictures of me during tony day was a moment when i took my mom as my date and so she sat with me and so she was in the car driving to the tony's with me and i of course was like i'm cool i'm calm i'm collected it's all good and yet again i was not that and she (laughs) took a picture of me in the car and it is this just like frozen terrified girl sitting in that car and I look oh. at that picture and I'm like, oh, that's how it was actually going. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was like, I've got this. We, no. we did it. We're here. And yet that picture tells a completely different story. That's so cute. Yeah. Were you nervous for the category or were you nervous for the performance? No. I was nervous for the performance. Same, the same, category, same. I was like, I don't care. I got nominated. I'm here with my friends and this is the best whoever wins like bravo if you don't win it doesn't mean you're a loser you're still cool that that part of it i did not care at all it was you're performing on the tonys which is in itself like crazy but we were at radio city that year and that venue is huge gosh it's It's the biggest theater i've ever performed in and so i was scared of that i could care less again about millions of people watching the tonys it's the fact that like no i'm on stage in front of five thousand people right now Mm. what so that's the part i was (laughs) about dude i was the exact same i I couldn't have cared less if i had one i also had numerous costume changes yeah and i will get into this in one of the episodes but mm, long story short i had to be cut out of my dress and then sewn back in (laughs) so so during the best musical category one of the best stories ever it's so funny i'm so it's insane i can't wait to tell it i feel like i shut off that emotion before because during the red carpet i was so hyped everyone's asking me are you nervous i was like no i'm not i'm not nervous and then the second i got off i was like oh my god yeah well it's that moment during all of the red carpet and when people around you you have all of that other energy coming at you and you feed off of that no this is good this is exciting we've got this but it's that moment before when it's just you that you go i'm sorry what am i about to do what oh no at least for me that was my experience i was like how in the heck am i gonna do this yeah but then you do. I gave myself tough love. I was like, just go out. You're going to have to do it. Go out there. Just come on. <laughs> just go. Yes. And then mm-hmm. I blacked out. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. performed. 100%. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I remember like the moment before because the, our number started with Brooks and I in the bedroom scene. And I remember just holding his hand and like squeezing his hand and him saying like, here we go. And then yes. after that, it's gone. 
I feel yeah. like that's exactly the same situation I had. I was standing with Michael Service in the wings. Yeah. Actually, Tisdale just walked off. And, and I was like, like hey, what is happening? What's what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I just told myself, here we go. And then that's pretty much all I remember. Yeah. I remember one part of the performance, uh, which I'm not even going to get into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even go into it. It's insane. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Live theater. And then, like, the let down the next day of just, like, I just did what? Okay, calm down. I got this. <laughs> I was, like, a complete zombie the next day. You're like, oh, we're done? Wait, yeah. what? What's happening? And then you all of a sudden just, like, go back to normal. You're like, wait, how do I function as a normal human <laughs> being? The performance after the Tony Awards, actually, they brought us in early. And, you know, I was like, oh, that's awesome. We're going to have a party. We're going to celebrate the fact that we won Best Musical. No. We go in and they're like, the middle trap, not working. We're going to have to restage the show in two hours. Oh, no. <laughs> Again, I was like, no. live theater. Live Dang. theater. That was so, I love moments like that, though, so yeah. much. Do you have any stage mishaps, technical oh, or? so many. Can I oh, hear one? God, yes, of course. Well, my favorite personal mishap was that when we did, for all of the, like, press we did, we had to do cut versions of songs. You, like, do a medley. Things fit differently. You write different lyrics to, like, go into things. And so we had different lyrics for the finale version we did of when we did performances on TV shows. And we had just done Good Morning America. We're doing the show that night, feeling good, feeling confident. And I start to sing the Good Morning America lyrics. <laughs> and I no. stop. I like started singing. I hit the wrong word. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. And what happened was I just stopped singing, stopped pretending to move my mouth. But the like movement is so ingrained in your body from doing it eight times a week for however long muscle memory is real and it kicks in so my body kept moving and I kept doing hand gestures and like crossing the stage to talk to other people but no words were coming out of my mouth just a really strong hand gesture and everyone on stage was like because oh. Oh. it's a moment where like no one could help me no one and so I just had to wait it out until I figured oh out where we were and I was like okay we're back <laughs> um, but yeah that was that's my favorite mishap but there were many many others that were very embarrassing <laughs> I love that though live the yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's yep. the best. And yeah. seeing how everyone just reacts to recover. Yep. Just it's awesome. Roll with the punches. And I I do not roll with the punches. <laughs> nope. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Caitlin. This was so much fun. You are so inspiring and so talented and so brave and open and genuine and honest and we loved having you on. You can come back anytime, but right now is time for our curtain call. So, Kayleen <laughs> Kinnan, take a bow. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for in my apartment. <laughs> thank you for having me. This was amazing, and you two are lovely, and I will be back whenever you want me. Oh, yes. thank you. I love you. I'll be here. Yeah, I could literally Chat talk away. to you forever. It's just so nice. <laughs> You're so humble. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> you are too kind. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Take a bow, Caitlin Kinnanen. We were so grateful to have her on. She's such a lovely human being who is so wise and and kind and genuine so thank you so much caitlin for coming on you were the best this was such a fun episode because i couldn't think of a better way to end pride first of all because all three of us have done some really cool shows that have inspired a lot of people in the lgbtqia plus community um, with fun home trevor and the prom so to be able to have this as our final episode before pride month ends really meant a lot to me and sydney and we hope you guys enjoyed it yes and even though pride is coming to an end it's important to realize that pride is a year-long thing and you should be proud of who you are and love yourself no matter the month and that is on period <laughs>
And that's what I love so much about Caitlin is that's what she preaches about on social media. She preaches self-love and she is able to inspire others to just love themselves, mm. you know, no matter who they love and no matter who they are. Yeah. And I know we talked about it in the interview, but I just want to reinforce it. You should totally follow her on social media. She's such a positive person that like during these times, it's good to have some positive vibes in your social media. And she gives that to us. And she is all about body positivity. And she's very active in the LGBTQ plus community. And she gives a lot of content and just positive vibes towards that. So if you're ever feeling like you need something, please head to her page. And I can promise you, you will be inspired because she is such a lovely person. Yeah, every single time I go to her Instagram, I leave feeling so much more confident. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just confident and like, like just genuinely better. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Caitlin, for being a warrior of love and light. And thank you for inspiring so many people, even when you're not performing a show telling a story about, you know, all of the tough stories that you've had to tell in these amazing musicals and that you've been in. So um, thank you for continuing to inspire people on and off the stage with your incredible stories, your incredible talent and your incredible positivity. We love you. Come back anytime. <laughs> thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Take a Bow. Come back next week for our next episode. Bye, everyone. Happy Pride! Sick beat, am I right? Special shout out to Nikki Torsha and Cormac Colonon for our amazing intro and outro music. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Take a Bow. We hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us from. And tune in next week for another episode. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Brittany Bigelow, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. To learn more about this podcast, visit bpn.fm forward slash takeabow and follow us on Instagram at takeaboutpodcast, where you can contact us with any feedback, suggestions, or questions and keep up with all things Take a Bow. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.